Welcome back, movie fans, for another episode of Popcorn Talk Network's Anatomy of a Movie. All gather around, and let's get ready for a little hustle. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. Hey, there I am. Now I hear myself. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Anatomy of a Movie. Uh, joining me today, one of my favorites, and I'm fortunate and honored to call her a friend, Kit Bowen. Hi, everyone. How's it going? Thanks How for having me. Oh, geez. No, thanks for being here. Oh, this, this is, is going to be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And also uh, in the production booth, handling our zeros and ones and all of our engineering sound effects is Vito. Hello, for- everybody. Thank you so much for the shout out to me. Oh, of course. First time doing a popcorn talk yes. show. So so look at that. Uh, he got elevated already. <laughs> so uh, it's a promotion or a demotion, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> I see it as promotion. Thanks right. for having me on. <laughs> It's, 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 it's my pleasure, our pleasure. And uh, yeah, if you couldn't figure out uh, from the top of the show, uh, today we're going to be talking about Hustlers, the new movie that opens up this weekend. Uh, it was really huge at the Toronto International Film Festival, which is where I saw it. And you watched it uh, here this past week as well, Yeah, right? on Saturday, yeah, last week, last the la- weekend. Last weekend, mm-hmm. Um so, uh, yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today. And, and spoilers, right? Spoilers. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you should know, even though the movie opens up this weekend, uh, some of you may not have been part of the $2.5 million it brought in on the preview night, last night, Thursday. Uh, we do spoil the movie, uh, and albeit it's a true story, you could read all about it. But still, if you haven't seen the movie... Put us on pause and then come back for the discussion after you've seen the movie and uh, you'll be more in tuned and then you won't be pissed off at us for going, they spoiled the movie. (laughs) Not going to happen because you've been fairly warned. Uh, So why don't we get right into it? This movie is Hustlers uh, starring Constance Wu and Jennifer Lopez and Kiki Palmer. And it, 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 it's an inspired by two events story about a group of showgirls who drug men max out their credit cards and pretty much ruin lives in their <laughs> bank accounts. Um, that's the short form. So, so uh, as we always start off the show before we go into production stuff, and there's really cool stuff to talk about, oh, too, good. about that. Uh, opinions. And I, I see to my wonderful co-host. Well, I, uh, I loved it. I had a great time watching it. Um, I, um, you know, knowing that it was based on a true story, you know, it does kind of lend some some gravity to it. But uh, you know, I, I just I I was I was into the female friendships between these women. I thought Jennifer Lopez was one of the best things she's done in a while. I've always kind of liked Jennifer Lopez. We can talk about it a little bit later, but. We will. Um, I thought she did an amazing job with this because she's kind of this mama bear character and uh, she really embraces that. And, of course, she looks fantastic. Um, I'm not going to lie. I loved all the pole dancing stuff. I mean, <laughs> I, I've actually been to a strip club before. Mm-hmm. So, Me too. You know, beautiful but- beautiful women dancing, you know, and, and whatever form they dance, I, I like watching that. So mm-hmm. it's like, like Cirque du Soleil. I mean, it's all kind of sort of the same, you know, like exotic dancing and we'll, dancing in general. We'll talk, we'll talk about that in a little bit because you mentioned Cirque du Soleil. The, their trainer, their pole dancing trailer, I was actually a Cirque du Soleil 
person I as can, well, can, but we'll get into that, that a little yeah, bit later. That was cool. yeah. But yeah, um, I, you know, I, I did, I enjoyed it. And of course, you know, it get, the story uh, ends up being that these women who have all met at this particular New York strip club, you know, um, which is, gets hit by the, uh, by the 2008 fall of, mm-hmm. and, and these Wall Street guys who were their main clients, you know, basically stopped coming and, you know, had to cut back, I guess, on whatever. And they, they sort of all fall in some hard times. And then they decide to come up with this, uh, this scheme where they uh, lure these guys back to the club. But sometimes they don't want to go. So they ended up finding out a way to sort of make them happy by drugging them in a way with Molly and a little bit of cocaine and stuff that would make them forget. And then they bring them back to the club and they max out their cards while they're having a good time. Um, which is not, of course, not a good thing to do. <laughs> but I think, I think you know, as, a, as in any sort of crime heist film like this, you, you, for me anyway, I, I was rooting for these women in a way because, you know, they do have the reasons why they do this. First of all, they like making money. You know, and they like making a lot of money. And they found this way, the, the, the career that they've chosen uh, lends themselves to doing that. And that's the lifestyle, yes, the lifestyle that they really want. Um, also, they also have families to support. And, you know, and, and especially with the Constance Wu character, who's sort of our, um, our barometer through the whole thing. And she's telling this story to Julia Stiles, who yeah. plays the, the reporter who... Uh, uh, you know, not not the exact per- reporter who actually wrote this article right. for the New York Magazine, but um, she's telling the story to her. Uh, yeah, know, she's, as, as Jessica it, Pressler is the actual right. author of the New York, um, yeah. the New Yorker, the New York Magazine article. Yeah, I, I was surprised by it. I had low expectations. You know, mm-hmm. I have to say, we'll get into the term female empowerment movies. Sure. Um, which I think is actually, I'm starting to not like that term for a movie. I, mm-hmm. I, I like... The idea of female women, female women, <laughs> from the Females Department of Redundancy re- Department, <laughs> female women. Stories, I get what you're stories about women coming together to right. you know to do something. I I I I like those movies because I like the friendships, and this I felt like the friendships to me were genuine. That we we as women do like to just you know, love each other a lot. And if you're good looking and beautiful and you have all of this money and you can, you know, be sexy for a a night with your female friends, that's fun. I I don't know. That's, I I felt that. But the word empowerment, you know, it, it, right now the, the, the few movies that have come out have not been so good. You know, the kitchen totally flopped. Right. Uh, Widows, which I actually kind of liked. Yep. Um, Same here. I'm not the female turning to crime kind of thing. Right. Movies. Um, But this one worked. Yeah. See, uh, and for me, um, it didn't. It didn't at all. And and I think in part because Hollywood and the actors are saying this is a female empowerment woman uh, movie. Uh, and you're right. Maybe I think this is a really good discussion because maybe we're at a point where maybe empowerment is being overused. I think so. Um, and and not properly because for me, everything that you said about the movie. Um, you know, yeah, there were strippers who had a lavish lifestyle. They were making a ton of money. That's what they were there for. Uh, I've been to strip clubs. I'm not a strip club person. Uh, I don't. That if you want to go, fine. If that's where you want to work, I got more power to you. Uh, I've also known women who who studied and practiced pole dancing. I understand the burlesque artistry of of that. Mm-hmm. So. 
which is all fine and good. And like you said, uh, you, you, you summarized it perfectly. Stock market crashed. Nobody's coming. Their scheme is, well, we tried regular jobs at the Gap. Nope, nope. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go to bars. We're going to make marks. And we're going to drug them. And basically, in some cases, they ruin lives. Um, and look, not that some of these slimos didn't have it coming. And again, that's what you get in a strip club. Some of these misogynistic a-holes, let's call them. I had no sympathy for what happened to them whatsoever. But there were another handful that were just victims. And as a single guy, too, I'm like, Jesus, I know I'm not Brad Pitt. So if somebody attractive is throwing themselves, well, from a mile away and squinting, I might be. But (laughs) (laughs) so I'm just saying that. All you if, have to say is, I'm not rich. I'm not, well, I'm not rich. Well, yeah, and that's another thing. So, no, I'm kidding. Um, but for me, these people, like, you know, they were enticed by the woman's looks, their charm, and then if empowerment means drugging person, then I'm not on board. And there's no, for me, in any movie, there needs to be a one character that I can at least somewhat empathize, sympathize with to, to, to take me through the journey. Um, and in this one, there was just no redemptive quality for any of these women. And their only regret was not having, not stealing enough monies to support their lifestyle and then getting caught um, to me. And their lavish lifestyle that they become accustomed to, like they don't have to work a real job. And that the, is a job. But scamming men isn't. <laughs> Like I mean, a job. it's the stripper that's, mentality, you know. I mean, a, a stripper a, is that's a job. What they were doing was crime. Like, well, yeah, and I get it, and, and 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 I get it because here's the other thing too. I've read some reviews that that have compared this to Goodfellas, and I'm like, you don't watch movies, and no, no, this isn't even like close to a Goodfellas kind of movie. Like these women were really motivated by not wanting to work a real job. Greed, of course. And, and you don't think Goodfellas, respect, they weren't motivi- when motivated by about, greed? These women weren't the mafia. Goodfellas is a look into New York gangsters. And again, they weren't being necessarily glorified. You and I were having this discussion before. Whenever you're talking about a gangster movie, whether it be Goodfellas, whether it be Bonnie and Clyde, whether it be Scarface, or even The Godfather, or like White Heat, like James Cagney, right? A lot of them are morality tales. And a lot of times, if not all the times, your main character meets an extremely violent death at the end. Crime doesn't pay. These women, they don't learn a lesson. Nobody comes well, out of Well, they don't go their... back to doing it after they get caught. It's because they got caught. So... And, and I'm going to argue that since Constance Wu at the end of the movie is longing for her friendship back with, 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 with Jennifer Lopez. Uh, so she, Constance Wu is destiny. I forget what Jennifer Lopez is. Ramona. Ramona. <laughs> Every time they got together, it was for no good. So I can't believe that they're going to get back together and not try to hatch some other type of scheme. And and we don't know. It was a weird kind of ending that left me extraordinarily cold. And so ultimately, 
there they weren't anybody in this movie that I came to care for, which made it for me a very difficult to. Well, hours see, now I disagree because it. I think Constance Wu's character is the one who gets the who who has the moral conscience. Because it was so small; she just it's kept not on that going. small. She's not the one who she didn't really want to do this at first, and and their whole point was that when they first started doing this this scheme, they used the men that they had already known. That right. they had already gotten a lot of money from, who liked them, who that their clientele. So they right. called them up. They met, they met up with them, and they said, "Hey, you know, we got this. You know, I have some new friends. Blah blah blah." Right. Um, it's only and 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 at this and, and in the movie, which is actually written and directed by a woman, uh, right, Lorraine and, uh, Scafaria. Uh, Scafaria, who I want to talk about her yeah. because I really do think. So I she think the women perspective. Job. I mean, her her perspective on it was great. Her, she they, did a really good job directing, and she kept the pace moving, and she had some great shots. Again, I'm just talking from a character standpoint. For me, there was nobody. That I could, but what I wanted to say is that in the movie, you know, they talk about how uh, they wanted to use people that they are men that they already kind of knew, and not to stray out of that uh, out of that realm. But when it gets down to the point where they, you know, they still want the money and they're still enjoying this whole, you know, situation, and they've run through the men that they can run through, and then they go, okay, so maybe we have to start looking outside of our our circle of people, and that's when things start to fall apart. And it and it you can there is that whole scene with Constance Wu when you know and th- this 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 mark that they have you know totally passes out hits his head they had to take him to the hospital and all this stuff and then she has to drive back home and get her daughter who has been you know unfortunately had to spend the night at a neighbor's house take her to <laughs> take her to school and she's got like blood on her shirt blood she all over her she doesn't even she doesn't but, even care well she cares but she's, she's just trying to do what she has to do I'm, I'm saying it's like a Goodfellas in the way that that you know the movie starts off with it all being glamorous and all being fun and beautiful and everyone's beautiful and then it just starts to spiral downward and downward and that's what this movie does as well you start to spiral downward but they didn't again constant she didn't care she could have changed her shirt i mean give me a break i mean come on she she did care no She, she cared about that much and then she kept moving on to move on for me and that it bothered me that there wasn't any Remorse, like there wasn't anyone wanted to try to do. Well, the thing is, is better. that these women, this actually happened, and they didn't yeah. get prosecuted to the. They no. some of them actually saw some jail time, but very little. Extraordinarily little. And they made a deal, and they were able because here's the thing: most of the men, they couldn't get any the, the investigation. They couldn't get any of right. these men to come out because they were all embarrassed that they got duped by right. a woman. And I mean, that says something right there about me, the ass holes that they uh, hey, that they the clientele but, but that they. The, but if the roles were reversed. Then it was men drugging women. We'd be having a completely well, different conversation. Well, it would be a whole different movie. <laughs> but it would be a completely different conversation. Well, it would depend on the movie itself. You can't I, say that necessarily. If, if it were the other way if around. If it were a true story and men were drugging women for something it, we were, and they were dramatizing it, that would be the movie. Right. And if that were so, we'd be, it would be that those men would be loathsome to people. <laughs> loathsome. Especially well, some in of these men were loathsome in this as well. They were. And, 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 and I didn't and, and feel I like said, the women were. And, and, and I said Ex- on top, yes, some of the men extraordinary, were completely loathsome. I had no issue with them getting their comeuppance. No issue. But there are other men that were just well, marks. That's right. And, that, were, and that, that's why it starts victims. to fall apart. So it's not and, like it... That's a you know like they, they but they kept on going and they had no remorse they had little to zero I, they remorse, did have remorse. <laughs> yeah and I didn't see it well let's talk about I Jennifer didn't. Lopez okay yeah 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 we can for, sure, for sure. real quick because I feel like what she did with that character was very interesting to me. 
Because, you know, she starts off, you know, as this mentor for Constance Wu. Destiny sure. was, was the character's name. And, uh, so Ramona starts off as Destiny's mentor. And she's right. sort of showing her the ropes. And yep. she's telling her all the stuff that she can do. And these are the things that we do. And this is how much money, you know, let's start making Absolutely. a lot of money, right? That scene when Jennifer Lopez does her dance and they're, like, just throwing dollar bills on oh, the yeah. stage. I just I loved that. I just thought <laughs> she was so fantastic. But here's the thing about it. So, you know, I think at any point in time, yeah, at any point in time, I think that that Ramona is going to become like the bitch, right? You know, she's going to, and she does a little bit, but she's going to be, she's going to like somehow take advantage or she's going to get jealous or something's going to happen where she's not going to be this woman's, you know, have this woman's back. And you know what? The thing is, is that she, she very subtly vacillates because at some point she is. You're like, you're going, you need to back off. You need to stop doing this. This is dangerous now. And she doesn't. She's like, hell no. I'm going to da 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 But then she turns around and realizes her mistakes and it's still, you know what I mean? It's like she she still mothers these women in a way and she doesn't give up on them. It's like the very end where you're saying, you know, the friendship. She carries this picture around of Constance as a destiny as a young child. And she says, I just like to keep her close to me. She still loves her friends, no matter what she did and how how far she pushed them, she sure. still loved them. Yeah, and I but, thought but, she but was going to become a, like but, a bad guy. But at the some main, point. she never does. But she was. They she all was, were. Well, she they, was they a bad vile. guy. And 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 again, but when Constance Wu, no, they were because when Constance Wu was on the phone with that one man, right? Yes. And Constance Wu started that's to like, sort of kind of break down. That's what I'm saying. And then she, Jennifer Lopez, was like, hang up the phone yeah, right no, now. No, blah blah blah. She, was, she vacillated not, between being, you know, realizing that the she nice. didn't care about the guys. No, she cared not. No. no. Jennifer Lopez's care. Ramona does not have any remorse for what no, she did. Absolutely not, not one ounce, not one. and that's okay. <laughs> Why is it, that so horrible that it, she had no remorse towards you know scamming guys? Because there, because some of these guys didn't deserve it. Of course like, they didn't. That's why but they that's get a scammed. Crime. But, that's what you know. Criminals are like that. They don't right. necessarily always have remorse for what but they do. Again, I can't follow a person. I can't. There needs to be something that I can latch on to to watch a two-hour movie. And again, none of these women really so, had it. So it and just you're didn't, right. they just no. didn't... They didn't resonate. There was nothing about them. Again, I would rather have watched Showgirls and or Widows. Widows were put... Oh, yeah, I'd rather watch Showgirls because at least that was like cheesy drama, serial, soap opery, like trash garbage. Where this movie, again, if you're going to make a character so I can sort of like latch on and figure out why... And what what they're doing? You say she mentored her, right? Mm-hmm. She did. But again, I found that friendship like it just happened. Oh, come into my warm mink coat, and that's, then boom. But who, that's but who this woman was. I get it, but I was like, wow, that's all it took for her to like. They were very extraordinarily superficial, and I didn't buy the friendship. I bought Jennifer Lopez, and you, I agree with you a hundred percent. Her best thing, way better than second act. Her best thing in a, in a while. But well, look, I've always said, like I said, I've always actually really liked her. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she uh, has done has done some really good movies. Of course, right. Out of Sight is probably my most favorite of hers. And she was fantastic in uh, uh, Selena. And so, Selena. Oh, my God. Yeah. Again, she was great. And Out of Sight, you're right. I still think. But then she kind of started to go towards the pop, you know, the kind right. of romantic comedies, which she was good at as well. But. Um, you know, she just her choices were just not as great, and you know, I feel like she actually has the chops. She just needs 
the material. She needs opinion. the material. And but, a good director. Uh, true. Uh, which you can say about most actors. The other thing, though, too, is do we forget that Jennifer Lopez dancing in heels is actually what she does for a living? That's okay. I mean, like, it's fine. I'm but, happy but to it's, watch it but it, but it's all what, the time. But see, it's what she does, you know, like... You, I'm the, but that's not all a, the part of that character. No. And, and again, she had more meat in this movie than she has in other movies, but I still think that out of sight... Oh, to me, it doesn't even come close to those two movies. Those movies had really meat. And, and again, when I saw Out of Sight, knowing that it had Jennifer Lopez wasn't like a big attraction right. to well, me. But George after, Clooney. <laughs> but after the movie was over, I said, okay, I have to maybe rethink Jennifer Lopez because she's really fantastic in here. Good, strong director. Mm-hmm. She had a great supporting cast around her. But again, I was like, well, and then her other movies, I was like, Okay, that yeah. was a fluke. <laughs> a little <laughs> bit, this yeah. Movie. I felt like that, yeah. And, you know, we come up to Hustlers, and, you know, people are talking, Oscar talking. I'm yeah, like, I'm not I'm not that far gone on it. I mean, I loved her in this, but I, I don't know. I think it's, it's a bit of a stretch. It's tough. But she was still quite, quite, quite good, the and best I'm glad for been, her. <laughs> the best she, I, and I'll give her, the best she has been in an extraordinarily long, long time. time. Because it does show those those hints of Out of Sight and Selena. And Selena, you can really, like, sympathize yeah. and empathize. Like, she played, she was the part. I know. And she's so cute in the and, She really I mean, was. she's just a performer. She is. I mean, she, she, singing and dancing is her deal, it, and she's so good at it. Und- so. Whether I like her or not, undeniable about the charisma that yes. she has and that she could command a stage. Yes. That's a, that's a gift. Not many performers have that gift. It's a gift for her to be able to do Right. So, um, but again, the Oscar talk, I don't know. Constance Wu, I was actually having a hard time. I didn't like her as much. I mean, it was a hard character for her. It was a hard character to play only because she's, uh, (laughs) because she is sort of the, um, the mouthpiece of the, of the, of the movie, you know, and it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like, like you said about an arc. I actually saw more of an arc with Jennifer Lopez's character, in, not in the fact that she, you know, redeemed herself in any way, right. according to you, and she, she didn't really. But you know, I, like I said, there was this whole like vacillating between being is she going to be a real evil bitch or is mm-hmm, she going to mm-hmm. still be this other person that she's been? You know, right. I always felt like she was going to turn at one moment, and she never really does, and mm-hmm. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Liked how she maneuvered yeah. that. Constance was just one note through the yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was interesting. Yeah, um, and. Courtney B was hilarious. Well, she was in there just for the comic, really. And Lizzo, yeah. Lizzo and, is the other. Uh, and, and let's, let's, let's talk about Cardi B for like ten <laughs> seconds because she's only in the movie for like ten seconds. Yeah, at the beginning of it. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, it's really funny. Um, I know we're hopping around, but when we're talking about marketing. They really threw Cardi B's appearance in there. Like she was in. The bus shelters, the posters. She's in everything. She's only in the movie for 10 minutes, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little longer. She's in the first act. Yeah. She's in the first when 20 when minutes. When they're in the strip she, club having fun. Yeah. She, kind of, she kind of disappears. Now, Cardi B used to do this. And this is another thing, too, where I have issue. She will argue, well, it's, it's how I made my money. I, I Yeah, I don't care. And she'll F you if you don't agree with what I... No, I, I don't agree with what you did. And the mere fact that you argue for what you did is, like, right... Uh, again, look, I'm not... I am not a staunch, like, conservative or anything. But when I'm watching a movie, I still need somebody 
it, it needs some little bit of moral compass, especially if they're not going to come to this violent end. Again, gangster movies usually, even 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 Godfather, which is a Shakespearean tragic tale, uh, to like Goodfellas, a lot of these guys. Well, get this is yeah, badly, I think yeah, you know? that's true. I, and I think comparing it to Goodfellas is is a little. I didn't do that, but I've little, seen it in a couple of reviews. It's more like a heist drama kind of thing. It is, you know. And, and if it was billed that way. And if I it didn't is come, kind of. If I didn't come out of Toronto hearing Jennifer Lopez and Constance Wu calling this a female empowerment movie, because that's opinion, the catchword, like we said, I understand. And I, I, until you brought it up, I agree with you. I think we're. I think it's being overused. Yeah. For wrong purposes, because again, then if this is what Hollywood is looking for empowerment movies, then they've got the wrong role models. And maybe we shouldn't start using that, and maybe we should just start accepting women in movies more. Like, just start, yes, exactly. like, just start, like, again, I never looked at... We don't at, have to keep talking about the fact, oh, look, it's a whole female cast. It's like, right. you know, it's the same kind of, me, you know, with any African-American movie or, you know, Hispanic movie, it's the right. same kind of deal. It's like, yes, it's a bunch of women. I Quit. Let me ask you a question, because <laughs> I, we've talked about this movie before. I don't look at A League of Their Own as a woman empowerment movie. No. I look at it as but it an is. all female. <laughs> today it is, but I look at it as a, as, a, as an all female cast at a particular time period. It's a wonderful movie. It's a great movie, but at the time I didn't go. I just accepted the movie for what it yes. was, and I got into the characters, and I bought into the story, and I was entertained. Yes, empowerment today it's starting to become a tokenism, yes. and I think it can be overused. Well, here's for the, the thing, wrong you purposes. know, so, uh, it's it's. It's the whole idea, you know, I, I kind of think of Bridesmaids as kind of maybe starting to, to, to one of the films that started to, to turn it, you know, mm-hmm. as far as female empowerment. But it's it's the idea that, you know, movie studios and whatnot back in the day <laughs> didn't think that an all-female cast would sell a movie. Right. That's That was the main deal. It's a Penny Marshall had to fight up against, Yeah, too. exactly. Even Absolutely back then. Right. Mm-hmm. And that that yep. movie came back way before all this stuff. Yep. So then when Bridesmaids came out, it was this gigantic hit. Right. We're like, oh, okay. Right. Well, then, then maybe that does work. You know, and then you had the older generation women doing movies together with, like, Diane Keaton. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, and, and then, you know, you've got all this kind of momentum, and it's great. And at yeah. this point, we're, we're, it's great. It, it, it we're is. at a point now where women do sell movies. So it, quit using do. empowerment. Let's just make movies with women. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with you. And I want to it's, – it's, I'm glad you brought up Bridesmaids, right? Because that's Paul Feig, right? Am yeah, I pronouncing Paul Feig, yeah. Paul Feig, right? He went on to direct Bridesmaid, The Heat, mm-hmm. right? Or Heat, again, Melissa McCarthy, Sandra Bullock, brilliant movie. Like, he knows – he knows how to direct. He knows he knows the joke. He knows the timing. He's perfect for that. Mm-hmm. And he's a he's a male director. I'm really glad though that we're seeing like Lorraine uh, Scafaria, right? Who really directs this movie with with, with a pizzazz and and there's a good pacing to it, yes. so to speak. And she really embraces the... female friendships, which sure. is what I loved about it. And and she, there were some shots that I was like, okay, you know, this is fine. It wasn't that the movie ran long. I was just looking like, how much more do I have to endure with these women? Because I really couldn't stand them. But it wasn't because of her as being a director. I am glad. I'm happy to see that, you know, female voices are are getting out there and and being able to direct more and becoming spotlights. Yep. You know, because, again, when you look at the Amy Heckerlings, 
uh, you know, of the world. Like they were, they were, they were doing it back then. They were doing it back then, and they were doing great jobs. Um, Betty Thomas, and they were directing number one movies that were number one movies for weeks and weeks. There should have been more back then. There should be more today. Yes, absolutely. But I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Just make really good. You can women can carry a movie equally as good as as a man. They can be number one hits. They can be commercial successes, and that's not about empowerment. It's about good storytelling. Yeah, and it's about good characters. For I you, not care. this time, but for me, yes. Well, but yes. Yeah, yeah. But you know, Lorraine has actually written a, a movie that's one of my. It's an underrated romantic comedy, mm-hmm. Nick and Nora's Playlist, Infinite I Playlist. That. Sure. I oh, thought maybe. that movie was tremendously great. Because, right. I, I again, there was a scene, in, <laughs> I don't want to get too graphic, but there was a scene in the movie, you know, because cause, uh, the, the characters, you know, they kind of start to fall in love over a night kind of mm-hmm. thing. And they have this little, they have kind of a, a, a sex moment, a right. sex scene. And in that scene, it was so realistic to me. Mm-hmm. And what happened? And and just how sweet. Um, why am I blanking on the actor? Michael Sarah's yeah, character, Nick. Yeah. How sweet he was to, in this moment, and I was like, I, I've not ever seen a, a scene like this in a movie mm-hmm. where it's more for about the woman than it is about the guy. And I right. I, I fully appreciated that. So I felt a lot of that in this as well. It's mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. know, it's it. it there's a, this great scene in the movie where they're at a, it's a Christmas moment. And they're mm-hmm. like all giving each other presents, and I don't know. It's just I've I've had not, not necessarily had be Christmases a with chinchilla with, coat. <laughs> I've not had Christmases <laughs> with a bunch of strippers, but <laughs> I've had but. had glorious, wonderful, you know, with my sisters and my mom and a sure. Christmas. And I don't know. I just I felt it. I felt this sure. this relation these relationships. I, I did. Mm-hmm. I was I was one hundred percent in. Yeah. So uh let's talk uh a little bit about the pole dancing. Okay. Um you know I did find it interesting that we see Constance Vu who's being taught does very little to no pole dancing. Yeah. But it's all falls on, on Jennifer Lopez. She has that one scene that you were talking about yeah. where she's uh showing examples of you know the the, the certain the positions, the planking, the the clicking, the heels, and such. So, uh, pole choreographer. Her name was uh, Joanna Sapke, and and she is a woman. She is a former Cirque du Soleil. She is a woman. Perform- she's yeah, she is yeah. Joanna. <laughs> she a female. Here woman? we go. She's a female woman. <laughs> That's why I love you. That's why I love you. Um, but she's a former Cirque du Soleil uh, performer and an acrobatic uh, dancer. No surprise there. And uh, she goes on, it's their environment and part of their character development. So she was more fascinated by how each actor came from a different background. Right. So we already talked about how Jennifer Lopez is extremely physical and athletic, and she's already a gifted dancer. I mean, she's a, she was a fly girl. Yeah. So, she, so we already know amazing. that. So, but, you know, you know, and so when she's teaching her about pole dancing she even says she depicts her power and ownership of the character Ramona and we created the moves together to introduce Ramona to the audience and also I would say to Destiny um, in teaching her so Constance doesn't have movement based backgrounds so they had to approach it obviously uh, a little bit differently I would say from a beginner's perspective and she used different keywords to explain the movements 
And so it was, and you can tell that it was just very different. What little we do see of Constance doing pole dancing. Right. Um, so I just found that the learning that she was a Cirque du Soleil performer, yeah. um, you know, because if you've ever been to any one of those shows too, it's that's yeah. a humanistic feat that I get exhausted. Like that's crazy. Well, yeah, I was, it, it. it made me think about some of the other like. Uh, Stripper movies that were that I really enjoyed. Striptease is one of them. Striptease, yeah. Demi Moore had mm-hmm. some amazing, and of course, and fame, um, not fame, um, Flashdance. Oh yeah, Flashdance. But the the the, the juxta of those was that they ne- weren't necessarily exotic dancers. They just wanted to dance, right. you know, and that they were really good at the dancing. Right. Um, but and in some cases, they were I using. Love, I love watching that stuff. Yeah. Well, in some <laughs> cases, those in the in those latter movies you just mentioned too, they were using body doubles. A lot, which I didn't. I don't think for were, Demi. I think Demi for, for did, Demi all did a lot of it because in this one, yeah, yeah, it looked. Look, if they were using a body double for Jennifer Lopez, no which I don't believe that. she. No, yeah, no, no, she no, was no. totally doing that. that so, <laughs> um, but you're right. Those are two movies where they they wanted to dance and flash dance. Obviously, yeah. what a feeling. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there aren't that many. Well, there is Showgirls, uh, <laughs> which Paul is Maryland. a whole different. <laughs> that's whole, the whole Vegas thing yeah yeah Yeah. uh it's it's trashy fun oh it's today it's the biggest guilty pleasure of all one of them them. absolutely (laughs) absolutely so uh, i want to get into to uh designing of hustlers uh between you know working with cinematographers designing the various strip clubs so uh you had production designer her name is jane muskie uh, another woman, a female woman. A female woman. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> looked like it was just a bunch of women. She worked too with uh, the director of photography, uh, Todd uh, Benhazi. I mm. hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And it was the rawness of moving forward to possess things that never had and getting what they want out of life. But it was the power of seeing how far you can go, and then researching all of the various designs. So. Basically, Muskie was looking at social media account of some strippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, uh, there were images of their knees bleeding, uh, their work, you know, being so demanding and strenuous. But they made it look so beautiful. And they mentioned that in the movie mm-hmm. about, or, or, or I heard about, you know, how clinging onto that pole, it, it literally, it's. It's, it's tearing your off your skin, yeah. though, too. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. You, you think about what they're sure. doing, you know. It's very, you know, dry, whatever, and you've got to cling on that for life so you don't fall. And you can't really put powder, like like a Cirque du Soleil performer, you can't put powder on yourself because that's is not one, sexy. But, <laughs> no, but it also causes more of a rip, too. So, But Muskie's wow. color palette at first, uh, when you're introduced to, to, to Destiny in any case, uh, was a lot muted because you're watching the hardships of Destiny's day at the club. Uh, but after she meets Ramona and the other ladies, uh, stripping comes alive. You start to notice that they actually added a little bit more color. And there was a, a for lack of a better word, like a glamour uh, to it all. And they wanted to show that really how sultry, crazy that environment can be. So. Uh, something that was a, a other interesting too is that they actually used a, an actual New York strip club called the Show Palace. So, what was interesting is they more or less they made it more visual visually dynamic on the inside. So they did with the permission of the owner, they gussied it up for for the movies. Right. 
and they gave more reflection, more color, more neon, and the club owner loved it so much that he kept it. Yeah. After the filming was done, he goes, oh, thanks. You know, so he got a free remodel. Um, so, and then, and then we go to this one scene, and this is a major spoiler, where a major celebrity yes. comes walking in. Now, a couple of things. I wasn't, okay, so major I celebrity. I love that comes, scene. I love the scene. I was, kudos, the scene involves Usher. Yeah. And it was Usher. Yeah. And I was like, Good for him, because that's really He probably, bold. that may have happened. He may have uh, gone to him, and they're all like, oh, my God, it's over! And they all run out onto the stage and start dancing well, for him. Uh, it's great. But, again, having worked uh, at Lionsgate, not, not that it was the best movie ever, but he was when he was trying to break into acting. Mm-hmm. But he had a, I don't want to say a goody two-shoes kind of persona that he was, like, trying to promote, but he was trying to be, like, a romantic lead. And going into a strip club, you know, for all the kids growing up watching yeah. Usher. Again, I was really, A, I was like, wow, okay, he's actually doing this. Yeah. B, like you, I believed it was him. Yeah. Like, I believe that actually happened. Yeah, sure. Ha- yeah, um, absolutely. Back in the day. And that he was making it rain for these. Yeah. I mean, because that's what he was doing. Yep. And so I was like, wow, Good for him. Yeah. For, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's interesting because uh, I think, you know, the, the the idea of strippers or, you know, it's kind of like the prostitutes, too, with, you know, with the heart of gold kind of thing. Um, yeah, the these are pretty women. Around, yeah. The mystique <laughs> around it. It's like if I were an actress and I looked good, <laughs> like my body, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. This would be a fun movie to make. I'd have a lot of fun doing this because I got to be dolled up the whole time, you mm-hmm. know. Um, you and get free exercise workouts <laughs> and trainers. We didn't talk about two of the other supporting exactly. <laughs> Lily uh, Lily Reinhardt from uh-huh. uh, from Riverdale. She right. kind of she kind of steps out of that Betty mode, and she's you know, and her her little side stuff was very funny too. That she got sick her stomach mm-hmm. all the time, and then Kiki Palmer was great too. But yeah, I mean, I'd Kiki have, Palmer. Yeah. I'd have fun doing that. I'm sure you would. Yeah. <laughs> and hey. I want Jennifer Lopez to teach me how to dance on a pole. <laughs> well, I want to talk about this Usher scene for a second because so all the characters are dancing and they said there must have been about 300 people working that day. Wow. So um, we weren't watching Jennifer. It was Ramona. The, the, you know, and the woman dancing next to her wasn't Constance. It was destiny, uh-huh. and it was crazy and an amazing, very real moment. And yeah, I mean that 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 scene is like they had everybody come out into the set. So <laughs> um, I want to go back to because you mentioned Kiki Palmer. Uh, I had the pleasure, not that she would ever remember, but again, <laughs> no, she wouldn't. But she released, uh, I believe it was her first movie, Akila and the Bee, right? Which I think is an underrated. I think it's a really good it's a sweet movie. movie. It's a yeah. sweet. It's a it's a very sweet movie. Yeah. Uh, kind of like Searching for Bobby Fischer, that kind of. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Like and it's all about kids. spelling bees. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis Armstrong plays the principal in, right. in little in a very little Kiki Palmer. Um, she was uh, had to she had to do meet and greets with exhibitors uh, and had her. And this is where I met her. Got to spend time with her. Um, because uh, it was at Show West, it was at Lionsgate at the time. One of the sweetest people, you know, and it's 
when you when you champion and when you really enjoy like a movie and then you like the people who are part of the movie because they're nice, they genuinely have a good heart, mm-hmm. you really want the movie to, to succeed. And Akil and the Bee didn't quite do that. No. Um, but I'm glad her career has taken off. Uh, she is not Akila <laughs> uh, in this movie. Uh, but, man, it's nice to have seen her. Yeah. She grows up and she's becoming quite the fine actress. Yeah. And I'm glad that she continues to have a career in this business. And in all honesty, I believe she should be utilized more yeah. uh, in movies because she does have a good... She has a really good screen presence and a good charm. She does. And All of the women in this did, I thought. You know, absolutely. like you said, Constance Wu maybe was maybe a little bit of the weakest link, but right. still, I felt she did. She, yeah, she had the hardest job to play, sort of the ingenue so. in a way. And I know that she's trying to break out of maybe certain roles, but yeah, she had a lot. She had a lot to do. So yeah. you had brought this up just moments ago. So I think it's a perfect segue when we talk about wardrobe. We talk about the constant. Uh, we, you know, we talk about the costumes. Uh, so costume de- designer uh, Mitchell Travers um, did all. You know, he picked out the outfits, helped pick out the outfits, and I'm sure the women had some semblance oh, of say. You know, J- right? You know, J Lo had a little. And I'm sure even Constance too. But you're right. Yeah. Um, so for each character, Travers researched period trends mm-hmm. and those making them. So Ramona is successful when we meet her, so circa 2007. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem that long ago. No. Um, and so but for it's Destiny. over 10 years ago. Yeah, I it's know. Crazy. Just a little. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, and and who, the, who they were tracking for Ramona was none other than Jennifer Lopez yeah. <laughs> at the time. Where, where Destiny, you know, he was looking at, like, Tila Tequila, Fergie, yeah. Ashley Simpson. Yeah. You know, uh, Mercedes' look was all about Ashante and early Beyonce. Sure. Uh, so, so you get that. Um, and I found that really kind of interesting, you know, from, from, from a... Co- I, again, watching the movie, I don't think about it, but reading... Certain aspects of it, you go, oh, okay, I yeah. get it. Because these were people. Te- I mean, when I read <coughs> uh, Tila Tequila, I was like, are you, you kidding me? Remember her? I was like, yeah. I was like, wow, that's going way back. Yep. Like, she had her 15 minutes worth of she fame. Did. <laughs> so, she did. Uh, anyways, but it was, uh, I, I just found it to be uh, quite interesting. And um, so, going on to uh, what this movie can potentially do. You know they had this. They had a pretty, pretty decent preview night for Thursday night. Yeah, uh, it's going up against it, uh, chapter two in its second weekend. Which you know, I, must th- I think that that's yeah. I think that that will probably uh, wane, Just only because I, it's still it is a long movie, so yeah. it's hard to get repeat business when a movie's that you know. Late True, two hours. but it would have to literally. What did it do with opening weekend? I mean, it was pretty big. Yeah, it was, it was like in the nineties, yeah. right? You know, the movie would have to literally fall off a cliff for it to fall sure. lower than twenty five sure. million, which they're 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 kinda tracking hustlers to do about twenty five maybe plus. It did two point five million last night. Yeah. Um I think J Lo still has a has an amazing pull. I think she does still. I think in the right roles. Yeah, I mean, and I think it didn't because all the word half. of mouth already yes. for this movie is good. Yes, there is a good, I, and I'm the first to admit, I am in the minority on this. I, I get it, and that's fine. That's you know, what being okay. a movie reviewer it. is all about. <laughs> no, but look, you can't always, 
It's what being a movie reviewer is is about. Like yeah. you're not gonna like everything that everybody else likes. And it hits and, you and differently, vice, right? And vice versa. Yeah. Um, but even with that said, two point five million last night. Uh, the budget, the production budget, at least on the movie, was twenty million. Mm. And you got to figure with prints and advertising, and by prints and you know hard drives, let's call it. You know, you're talking about at least another twenty plus, if not more. So you're talking around forty. Look, if the movie does. 25 let's say still very good stx needs needs a hit yeah they need a hit that, that that's their own and this isn't a this isn't a distribution deal like um the brian cranston kevin hart movie right was like this is their own this is pardon me this is in-house so they really need this yeah so um look i think the movie's gonna do really well whether i disliked it or you know I it's gonna play see it. Yeah, yeah, and I know, uh, and we should plug the Los Angeles Online Film Critics Society, of which we're both uh, proud members. Yes, um, it's our movie you know, pick it of was, the week. It was the movie pick of the week. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna take the stance of there really isn't much coming out this week. So, uh, you know, but yes, it is the movie pick of the week for LAOFCS, which is kudos. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be many, many people who have who are have already seen it, Chapter Two, and then women who aren't gonna you know who had no desire to see that anyways uh this is gonna get people into the movies i'm all about getting people to go into the have some wine girls and go see this movie with your friends for sure yeah (laughs) and 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 again though you know it's been a really slow period for movies it really has been i'm waiting for it to pick up yeah i'm still looking at the months ahead i'm like i know it's been an extraordinarily slow period so anything that helps uptick the box Mm -hmm. office I'm, i'm i'm all for so, uh, so there. I can't. What else have we not talked about? What did? What may? What may have we missed about talking good. about hustlers? I think we're good. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. It's really good. So, I want to once again say thank you for for for, for coming out. My um, it's always my pleasure to have you. You're, you're a dear friend, but you're an amazing host. You make me look better. Thank you. Um, Tell us where people can find you. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> oh. You can f- follow me on Twitter at the Movie Kit. I am uh, there, and also I uh, run site Screen Picks, so you can check out some of my stuff on That's that great. as well. My podcast. And, and I can say she's one of the best female women that I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and again, I am your host Dimitri Panos. Uh, you can find me here on Popcorn Talks Anatomy of the Movie, uh, Get Toast on uh, Meet the Movie Press. So, uh, and I love being here. Uh, also, some of my articles are up on We Live Entertainment. Uh, we have more movies to come later on in the month. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Please leave your comments and suggest, leave your comments on YouTube. They allow that. We want to know how, what you feel about the movie, what you feel about the show. Please share it. Thank you very much for tuning in. Till next time, we'll see you at the movies. Bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. <laughs>